Good morning, and welcome to worship on this third Sunday of Easter. Whether you are joining us through our radio broadcast, listening to our podcast, or watching via our YouTube channel, we are glad you are with us. Our radio broadcast is sponsored today by Gail Holt in honor of her daughters and her family. We are grateful for that support, Gail, and I do remind you that sponsorship of our radio broadcast is a wonderful way to celebrate a milestone or anniversary or to honor or remember somebody special. Today, it is my pleasure to welcome Katie Wagner, Director of Lutheran Campus Ministry at Stout, who is our preacher for the day. She's representing LCM and all the students who are with us in spirit during this time of Safer at Home. We are grateful for the partnership with Lutheran Campus Ministry and for Katie's wonderful leadership as she continues to provide support to students and resources for them. This morning, I also have the privilege of welcoming Andrew Mursil, who will be sharing special music with us. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Katie, for leading worship and um, spending this time uh, with us sharing your gifts. In preparation for worship for all of you at home, I invite you to light a candle, just as our Paschal candle shines with resurrection light. And I invite you to gather bread and wine or juice so we can celebrate Holy Communion together. We gather in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In this Easter season, we give thanks for the gift and promises in baptism. We are joined to Christ in the waters of baptism. We are clothed with God's mercy and forgiveness. Let us join together in prayer as we give thanks to God for the work of the Holy Spirit in us and for us. We give you thanks, O God, for in the beginning your spirit moved over the waters and by your word you created the world. Through the waters of the flood you delivered Noah and his family. Through the sea you led your people from slavery to freedom. At the river, your son was baptized by John and anointed with the Holy Spirit. By water and your word, you claim us as daughters and sons, and we praise you for the gift of water that sustains life. And above all, we praise you for the gift of new life in Jesus Christ. Shower us with your spirit and renew our lives in your forgiveness, grace, and love. Amen. I invite you to join us in singing our gathering hymn, You Are Mine, hymn number 581.
also with you. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O oh God, your Son makes himself known to all his disciples in the breaking of bread. Open the eyes of our faith, that we may see him in his redeeming work, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We join in singing together our gospel acclamation. Gospel according to Luke. Now, on that same day when Jesus had appeared to Mary Magdalene, two disciples were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that has taken place in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, 
and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning. And when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road? while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us. Love, forgiveness, and hope are within us. In the name of God, who sent Jesus and the Holy Spirit to show us that we matter and we are loved. Amen. Before we jump into the message for this week, I want to let you all know that things are going well during this time of the pandemic for Lutheran Campus Ministry at Stout. Although our ministry looks different with all online content as, as it has been here at Our Saviors, I'm reaching out to the students and staying in contact to let them know that I'm praying for them, we are praying for them, and we are in this together. I'm in awe of the ways in which they are handling this transition. Many of them will now graduate virtually. Many of them have moved home and find challenges in online education, but they're staying positive. They're staying strong. They remind me that this will pass, and we can come out on the other side stronger than before and united in the love of Christ. They remind me that we have hope. Our lives are filled with hope. Around Christmas time, we might find ourselves hoping for exactly what we've wanted and finding it under the tree. Before a test or exam, we might find ourselves hoping that all that studying we did was worth it and helps us to pass the test. We might hope that our low tank of gas gets us to the next exit so we can fill up and continue on our way. 
If you're like me, when I was younger, I would find myself waiting and hoping for the school supply list to come out so I could buy all the organizational supplies and materials for school, take them home, organize them, and be prepared to start the year. Okay, maybe that was just me. The point is, we all have hope. As we are living through this pandemic and the spread of COVID-19 across the world, we find ourselves deeply invested in another kind of hope. Hope for isolation and social distancing to end so we can hug our family and friends. Hope for our loved ones to stay healthy and safe. Hope for our businesses to stay afloat or our churches to stay connected. Hope for us now looks a little bit different. The hope we feel now lives in tandem with another feeling, grief, loss, and frustration. And if there is any story in scripture that speaks to what we are currently experiencing and feeling, I believe our passage for today comes at the right time when we need to hear a message of hope in the midst of crisis. The road to Emmaus is where we find ourselves in scripture today. In all transparency, this passage is one of my absolute favorites. This story is about hope, about loss, about grief, and about Jesus meeting us where we are at in the midst of our lives. Following the death of Jesus, two people were walking together on a road heading toward Emmaus. They were talking about what had happened. Word was spreading that the tomb in which Jesus had been laid was empty. The women who had gone to the tomb with spices they had prepared found it empty. In the midst of all they were feeling, grief, loss, and disappointment, you name it, now the place where they had left Jesus was empty. As they walk, they encounter Jesus on the road, but they do not recognize him. Jesus asked them what they're talking about, and I can imagine their faces when he asked them to be of surprise and downright confusion, because everyone knew what had happened. As they talk with Jesus, they utter four words that are some of the most heartbreaking and realistic that we find in Scripture. But we had hoped. So much is said in these four words. They speak of a future that no longer seems to exist. They speak of a dream that seems distant. They speak of a promise that does not seem to come to fruition. But we had hoped. These four words, simple as they may be, express a kind of sorrow and sadness that I think many of us are feeling during this time. These words speak of an incredible truth in our own humanity and the variety of emotions that we feel. There is so much in life that we can be grateful for. For people around us who continue to serve our neighbors by bringing meals to them, serving meals to kids from school who are in need, taking time to call a family or friend who is at lo alone at home. So much good that we see. We see people all over the world offering messages of hope and comfort, collectively coming together to support one another. 
I think about the people who go outside on their balconies to applaud healthcare workers every night to show their deep gratitude and thanks. But we had hoped. Even though we see many good things, we would not be true to ourselves or others if we didn't acknowledge that we feel disappointment, heartbreak, grief, or failure. These feelings do not have to be an either-or situation. They can be a both-and. We can feel thankful for all the essential workers who risk their lives to provide us with our most basic needs, and we can also feel grief that we cannot gather with our friends and family. Both-and. Friends in Christ, there is no right way to experience what we are experiencing. Embrace the idea of both and. Acknowledge that we are facing a crisis and we are in this together. And most importantly, know that Jesus meets you in the midst of whatever you are facing, just as he met those two on the road. Jesus meets them where they are at in their journey and notice one very important thing. Notice that at first they do not recognize Jesus. They were standing in the presence of Christ himself, yet could not recognize him. They have told their story and experience to Jesus, but do not yet see what it means. As Jesus begins to go on from the village, they ask him to stay. It is when Jesus stays with them and breaks bread with them, do they see who he is. It is when Jesus takes time to be with them, that they see the realization of what has happened. Their eyes were opened by an encounter with the living Christ. Their eyes were opened so they can understand that God was with them all along, even when they felt deep despair and grief. They weren't looking for Jesus. If we think about it, I'm sure they thought Jesus was lost forever. And then their eyes were opened, and he was right there with them walking and talking and explaining scripture, opening up a new way of thinking about the world and living in a world where Jesus had conquered the seemingly impossible. These days, as we seem to go through the motions and live in a waiting period where we had hoped and life often seems impossible, Jesus finds us. Jesus finds us in the midst of what we're feeling. Although these two disciples weren't looking for Jesus or even recognized Jesus, Jesus recognized them. He saw them as if they were the only two people there, understanding every emotion or feeling they were grappling with. The resurrection story is more than just something that happened 2,000 years ago and then was over and done with. As we read this story today, and as I share this message with you all, Jesus sees us like those two people. Jesus recognizes us each and every day. If you struggle with feeling where Jesus is and feeling like those two on the road, filled with thoughts of these four words, but we had hoped, let me tell you that you are not alone. You are never alone. Find comfort in the fact that though our stories are our own and we are experiencing the pandemic differently, there is one thing that ties us together, and that is the love of Jesus Christ that lives in our hearts. 
a love that encourages us, a love that allows us to see that love in our neighbor, a love that never ends. So I want to end this message with a poem that comes from the author of a book called Ordinary Blessings, Meta Herrick Carlson. It's called Waiting Together. Tie this blessing around your wrist, and we will do the same. For we are bound by hope shared and grace measured beyond what one can carry alone. It will fray and tangle and remain with stubborn courage until the thing we carry together does not seem so heavy anymore. Dear friends in Christ, but we had hoped. This may ring true for us for many months to come, but let us never forget in that hope we find the promise of the resurrection that seeks us, finds us, and never lets us go. You are found, you are loved, you are not alone. For that, we can say thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you, Katie, for the good news you have proclaimed and the reminder of God's presence with us in all the moments we know it and in every moment we don't. Thank you for reminding, our connect, reminding us of our connection together in God's love. We join in singing together our hymn of the day, Day of Arising, hymn number 374.
Together, we confess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Uplifted by the promised hope of healing and resurrection, we join the people of God in all times and all places in praying for the church, for the world, and for all who we know to be in need. God of new life, we pray for disciples near and far, for people of faith who call upon you by different names. We pray for those who seek justice, who advocate for the poor, who work for inclusivity, and who celebrate diversity. We pray for all the ways your human creations tell your story of love and show the world grace and mercy and hospitality as you give us the gift of humble witnesses who surround us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of new life, we pray for the diverse natural world you've created. We pray for jungles and prairies, forests and valleys, mountains and oceans, and for all the wild and endangered animals who call these places home. May humankind work to protect and honor them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of new life, we pray for broken systems we've inherited and for the many we continue to perpetuate. Forgive our injustice, forgive our apathy, forgive our short-sightedness. Redeem us, O oh God, for the, from the cycles of scarcity and violence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of new life, we pray for all who call upon you for comfort and healing. Stay with us and walk with all who are hungry, lonely, isolated, despairing, or desiring healing in body, mind, or spirit. As we pray especially today for Ruth Gilbertson, Carolyn Barnhart, Steve Terry, Steve Knutson, Marilyn Lee, and for Chris Lemke and her family in the death of artist Fulstead, her aunt. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of new life, we pray for the faith-forming ministries of this church. Guide us in discerning new and meaningful ways to remotely connect and learn and grow and serve. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. With bold confidence in your love, almighty God, we place all for whom we pray 
into your eternal care through Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. We send our love and air hugs of peace to all of you wherever you are. Peace be with you. Peace. At this time, I welcome Mark Kelsher, our OSL treasurer, um, who will be sharing a Ministry Matters moment with us remotely from his home. His M&M moment invites us into generosity as he shares with us a financial update. Good morning. This is your treasure on a stick, Mark Kelsher. I'm the guy that's always comparing full and empty potato chip boxes to our giving and non-giving members. Sound familiar? Well, and this is Mark Kelsher in the covert 19 world. Huh, not sure which is better. Kind of a toss-up here. Anyway, first of all, I just wanted to thank all of you for con your continued financial support to Our Savior's Lutheran Church throughout the year. It is greatly appreciated and definitely makes my job much easier. I just wanted to give you a brief financial update of where we're at since our fiscal year started on March 1st. For the first month of March, we finished the year, or excuse me, we finished the month at $1,755 ahead of expenses. So we've had a good start at this point in time. However, as you all well know, the COVID-19 virus has completely changed our world and business as usual is definitely on hold. The stay-at-home order has affected many of our businesses to close or ramp down, and our daily routines have definitely been altered. OSL is no exception with limited church services and activities until further notice. However, our staff is taking on the challenge and staying very active with such items as reaching out to our members, especially to our elderly and sick, to see how they're doing and offer spiritual help. Keeping services going through our internet and radio. Meeting with staff and committees through Zoom. Organizing and producing over 700 facial masks and counting to donate through our communities in need. Organize activities for our youth. Volunteering with other organizations to help those in need. Just to name a few of the many activities that our staff is involved with on a day-to-day -day basis. Your financial support is in need more than ever today to keep Our Savior's Lutheran moving forward and to be there for our members and community during this time of uncertainty. Thank you to those that use Simply Giving or, or donate through our website or send in a check or cash on a consistent basis to keep supporting our ministries. These are stressful and difficult times for all of us, and we are looking for that encouragement and hope that our church community gives us each and every day. If you can afford to increase your giving or send in an additional offering to OSL, would be greatly appreciated until we get back to a normal life and routine. So as you are binge-watching a Netflix series and you grab a box of potato chips or other snack, think about those that give and those that don't give to Our Savior's Lutheran. Can you help us out today? Thank you and stay safe. Thank you, Mark, for your message, for the gift of your leadership as our treasurer, and for your good safety modeling. We continue our worship now as we prepare to celebrate Holy Communion. I invite you to gather bread and wine or juice as we sing our offertory, 
And I also encourage you to think about your own generosity, the unique ways you are called to be generous. We welcome your offerings to OSL and to our shared ministry. You're invited to send your offering to our church office or use our online giving option on our website at oslme.com. You are also invited today to share a special offering to support Lutheran Campus Ministry. You may submit those gifts to our church office as well, and we will direct them to LCM. We now sing together our offertory, Let the Vineyards Be Fruitful. Let us pray. Merciful God, our ordinary gifts seem small for such a celebration, but you make of them an abundance, just as you do with our lives. Feed us again at this table for service in your name. In the strength of the risen Christ, we pray. Amen. And the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus has taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. I invite you to share with one another or receive yourself the gift of communion. The body of Christ is given for you. The blood of Christ is shed for you. Whoever you are and wherever you are, this is a gift of love that embraces you and embraces us connected together in the body of Christ. At this time, we welcome Andrew and Michaela, who will be sharing special music with us. When Michaela had asked me to sing this song, um, I thought it was very powerful. 
is this song came to popularity, uh, had a resurgence after the horrific events of 9-11. Then as now, we felt torn apart as a nation, but we had hope. The American spirit lives within us as we follow the word of God, and I want you to think about that as I share this song with you. Not a city of angels. 
the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. Life-giving God, you have fed us with your word and our hearts burn within us. Through this meal, you have opened us to your presence. Now send us forth to share the gifts of Easter with all in need through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And as we are sent forth into the rest of this day that God has given us, we go forth with this blessing. May the one who brought forth Jesus from the dead raise you to new life, fill you with hope, and turn your mourning into dancing. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. As we conclude our worship for today, I want to thank Katie and Andrew for the gifts that you have shared so full of hope with us this day. If our congregation were gathered, I know in their homes they are applauding. So this is from them to you. Thank you for your presence and the gifts that you have shared. I um, remind those at home that we do certainly welcome your continued financial support of our ministries, including our radio broadcast. You can send in your offering or use our online giving option. And I remind you as well that we welcome any special gifts you have to share in support of Lutheran Campus Ministry, too. Uh, one announcement that I share with you, a reminder that today at 1 p.m., Pastor Sarah will be hosting the first virtual hangout for the Acts Bible study she is facilitating. All the study resources are available on our website under our growing tab on our adult education page. There is a book that you can purchase uh, written by a Lutheran, Luther Seminary professor, Matt Skinner, but you can participate in the study regardless of whether or not you purchase that book. Go to our website to learn more. I also remind you that if you have a prayer concern or you would wish to visit with one of our parish nurses or pastors, please reach out to us. We are here for you. All of our contact information can be found on our website at oslme.com. For those who are joining us via our YouTube channel, I encourage you to stay tuned for after the conclusion of our sending song, for a video created by Lutheran Campus Ministry students. As we conclude our worship today, we sing our sending hymn, We Are Baptized in Christ Jesus, hymn number 451.
Christ is risen, just as he said. Go in peace, share the good news, alleluia. Thanks be to God, alleluia. alleluia.